What's going on, everybody? My name is Anthony from Knicks Nation. I'm here joined by Chris. This is episode two of the Knicks Nation podcast. We're here talking everything Knicks, and we're going to get right into it, man. NBA trading deadline just ended at 3 p.m. Not just ended, two and a half hours ago. And this was probably, Chris, one of the most craziest deadlines I've witnessed in a while. Um, you obviously had the big names get traded, Kevin Durant, you had Kyrie Irving, you had a bunch of players going back to their former teams you saw a bunch of teams in the west get stronger the west is a juggernaut now but we start off this podcast talking about what the new york knicks did chris and what they did was they acquired josh hart from portland they gave up cam reddish and a protective first round pick and some salary fillers protective first round pick is probably going to convey this year but chris the knicks made a move we thought they were going to stay still but they made a move yeah i mean it was it was getting dicey there, you know. For a minute there, I actually thought, you know, all right, Knicks are not gonna actually do anything, which was um, crazy. But sure enough, Knicks go ahead and get Josh Hart, which I think is a solid player and someone who's gonna fit in perfectly with the Knicks. Um, I think it's a win, um, even with giving up a protective first. But what are your thoughts on it? Um, you know, my original reaction was that I. I like the deal. Um, a lot of fans are, you know, haggling over their first round pick. We shouldn't have given up a first round pick, especially for a rental. Um, Josh Hart is, I believe he has a player option coming up that he probably declined. But um, look, there's a lot of connections there. He's a CAA client, of course. He has chemistry with Jalen Brunson. He used to play in Villanova with him. And obviously there's a connection there. There's, the Knicks were comfortable giving out that productive first round pick for Josh Hart. Maybe they have some intel that he's going to resign with them. But to me, this is what we've been asking for, Chris. We've been on here a bunch. I've been asking for it. You've been asking for it. They needed to bolster the bench. Deuce McBride has been playing well here as of late. But, you know, you needed more. You needed more of a punch. You needed more of a threat. And Josh Hart does the winning. Josh Hart does all the winning plays that don't show up in the box score. He does everything. He's an elite rebounder. He could shoot the three, although he's not really shooting the three at a good rate this season. But he does everything well, Chris. And the Knicks, in my opinion, this was a great move. What about you, man? Do you do you, do you like it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think Josh Hart was even a possibility until maybe, what, the other day when it was reported that, you know, Knicks were kind of looking into him and Blazers were looking to unload some, some players. But, um you know, hey, it beats the hell out of us getting Reggie Bullock, you know, because I was pretty sure that that was going to happen. It's such a Knicks move, and I'm just happy it didn't. But when it comes to Josh Hart, like you said, he does those things that, you know, doesn't really come over in the box score much, but he is able to score. He's more of a two-point uh, threat than he is a three-point threat, which, you know, is okay in my opinion, but he defends his ass off and he is a player who's going to just give you everything on the floor. And then you just look at the relationship he has with Jalen Brunson and that's even better. You know, these are two guys that won a championship together at the collegiate level and, you know, that's that's just better for us. More chemistry, the more better we are in my opinion. Yeah, and Josh Hart, like I said, is an elite rebounding guard. This season, he is averaging, blah, 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 I believe, like almost nine rebounds a game as a guard, which is kind of crazy. Um, and the Knicks have been missing that. They, they, they're they missing that rebounding punch. And, you know, 
which brings the question, obviously, you know, you bring a Josh Harden. He's not a big name, not a big enough name to be like, okay, he's definitely starting now, right? So Quinta Grimes here has been your starter for a while now, and he's been playing well. He's been developing nicely. Um, he's, you know, he has chemistry with the guys, has chemistry with the starters, and he's building chemistry with Julius Randle as well, um, which is important because Randle needs that, you know, outside shooter threat to open up the floor a little bit. So, you know, I, I, I opened up the question on my Twitter account at Next Nation, and I pretty much said, you know, you're bringing in Josh Hart. Would you start him or would you bring him off the bench? Um, the way I look at it um, right now, I would bring him off the bench with Emmanuel quickly. Um, I do think Emmanuel quickly and Josh Hart will work well. Now, Josh Hart, Chris is averaging over 30 minutes a game this season, which is kind of insane if you think about it. And he, I don't think he's going to get that in New York. He's not going to get 30 plus minutes, but you know, maybe he gets 20, 25 playing alongside IQ. You know how Thibs likes to shorten a rotation. So, I mean, I guess I'm asking, obviously, would you start him or would you bring him off the bench or where do you think he fits on this Knicks team in terms of like his role? Um, I think you pretty much nailed it. Like, I think I would do the same. I'd get him off the bench at first, get him used to the system, let him learn, learn the ropes on uh, each side of the court when it comes to Knicks basketball. And, um, and then things get interesting from there. I mean, it's, it really gives them a lot of flexibility. Um, you could move RJ back to the two. You could play hard at the three. You can leave Grimes the you know leave the rotation the way it is. Have Hart play with quickly, like you said. Um, yeah, I think more importantly, it gives us more options. And you know, Grimes and quickly don't have to be the only guys that are kind of like relied on to defend at a high level. Um, I yeah. think it just, I think it's a perfect fit for the Knicks and I could see Josh Hart starting and, you know, I could see him coming off the bench. So, I mean, I think it's good news for us. Um, like you said, not the sexiest, um, <laughs> not trade, Zach Levine, right? If you not, want to call uh, yeah, that not sexy, Zach Levine, which is a whole nother, <laughs> another thing, but, um, I think he's just the type of player who fits perfectly with us and he is capable of hitting the three ball. Hasn't shot it particularly well this season, but. Who's to say that won't change now? Maybe he's motivated playing with Brunson. Yeah, um, obviously we know that him and Brunson have chemistry together. Um, yeah, like I said, Hart is an elite rebounder. He does all the winning plays on the court. He's a winner. Uh, Mike Breen, I believe, described him earlier in the season when the Blazers came to the Garden as a winner. Does all the intangibles. Smart player. Like I said, winner. So, Josh Hart, welcome to New New York Knicks, and it's. It's, it's going to be interesting how the New York Knicks deploy him, um, you know, rotation-wise. And we're going to see how Tom Thibodeau uses the rotations, whether he, you know, it's it's more about who finishes, right? And lately, Emmanuel Quickly has been one of those guys who has been finishing over R.J. Barrett here. And R.J. Barrett has been struggling, um, you know, bounced back in the second half versus the Orlando Magic game. But... Um, it's going to be more of who finishes on the court. Um, I know you would like to see, you know, the Josh Hart Brunson pairing because they have chemistry, but then again, you would like to see, you know, Grimes still being there quickly, still being there. You know, it seems like Knicks still have a lot of guys and that's good. It's a good problem to have. Right. I mean, now, you know, Josh Hart comes in here and you expect him to take Deuce McBride's role. And, you know, McBride has been a, 
touchy subject because a lot of Knicks fans just wanted to continue to 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 watch him develop. And, you know, he has been developing, but he has his off games. He has games where he, you know, shoots the three poorly and, you know, but he still plays solid defense. But look, Deuce McBride, the second round pick. I knew that eventually, you know, the flame was going to flame out. I'm not saying his flame flamed out. I'm just saying, you know, the Knicks needed to do something to solidify them in the top six. And I think the acquisition of Josh Hart did that. Yeah, I mean, um, you even had guys like Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson singing the praises of Josh Hart going to the Knicks and what a, you know, low-key good move that is. They're, they're talking about the Knicks uh, getting, you know, to the, to the second round in the playoffs um, and even moving up as high as maybe fourth in the standings. So um, let's hope things like that do happen. But um, back to Deuce and, and, you know, the amount of minutes that Josh Hart might, com- might command um that's where that's where I say things might get interesting because, like you said, you know, quickly Grimes have been kind of closing out some games, yeah, um, over RJ. And to be honest, you know, <laughs> you might st- keep seeing a lot of that because you know if RJ's defense defense is not up to snuff, you know, you know, Hart is 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 a Tibbs guy in my opinion. I mean, I yeah, think totally. I think he's on the record saying that uh, he likes Tibbs and the way he he coaches and i think tibbs is this is this is the opposite of the cam redder situation in my opinion so <laughs> there's no banishment to the bench you know tibbs is not gonna like not play him at all you know i think this guy is gonna come in get good minutes and it's gonna be interesting to see what he does with the rotations you know yeah and you know back to deuce i mean second round pick like i said he was developing here a little bit he was starting to hit his three-point shot but um the Deuce McBride experiment is not over. Um, he's still going to be a New York Knicks. It's going to be used in certain situations, but, you know, the experiment is not over. But, um, yeah, like you said, Tom, a Tom Thibodeau guy, Josh Hart is. And, you know, what does that tell you? Is Tom Thibodeau going anywhere? He's here to stay. <laughs> he is here to stay, and they're bringing in players that clearly fit that Tibbs mentality. Yep. So, <laughs> Sorry guys, he's not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to the Knicks fans that wanted Tom Thibodeau to be canned, but you know that's another story for another day. Um, right now, New York Knicks are number seven in the East, Chris. So we just witnessed the new—I was about to say the New Jersey Nets—blow <laughs> it up. <laughs> we just witnessed the Brooklyn Nets blow it up. Sorry to Nets fans if you're if you're listening, but um, uh, yeah. Uh, that hurt, man. Tough, but tough times. Tough times being a fan. Um, we just witnessed them blow it up. So right now they're number five. Do you see the Nets falling back, maybe in the play-in tournament? Because they're still a good team. You know, they have Bridges, Camp Johnson, pairing with Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. Good team over there in Brooklyn. But championship aspirations have gone out the window in Brooklyn. So right now. <laughs> No, no championship in Brooklyn, Knicks fans. There's not going to be a championship for a while in Brooklyn. <laughs> well, you know what a turn of events there for <laughs> Nets fan. I, I'm still speechless. I I feel for Nets fans. Um, what was your reaction? Happy. You know, I was up. You know, <laughs> you know the Kyrie stuff. I wasn't really surprised because you know it's Kyrie, and I think I mentioned it here before. You know, I said you know when Kyrie's focused on playing ball. You know, you can't deny he is transcendent. He's just one of those players that you can't help but watch. 
and, and kind of root for it, you know? But the other side of Kyrie, what we saw happen with the Nets, gets traded to Dallas, you know? Did I did I think the Nets were going to blow it up, considering KD was still on the contract for three years? No, because you still had Ben Simmons, you know, yeah. you had KD. I mean, that's not saying a lot, pieces. Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> He's become one of the worst contracts True. in the NBA now. Yeah, that's that is true. Yeah. Um, but then you then you see they get, you know, some nice pieces. Dorian Finney Smith, you know, yeah. Dinwiddie. Bridges. KD Bridges is the prize. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, KD must have just said, Look, I'm not winning with these guys. You know, Luca couldn't win with these guys. I'm not winning with these guys. Yeah. Get me out of here. And I will say I'll give Nets Nets the props that you know, they took care of KD. KD was loyal to them. And, you know, I mean, I guess when you listen to Kyrie and Harden and you trade them both, you can't say no to KD, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But tough all around for the Nets. I feel bad. You know, they got gutted. You're Oof. talking about a Nets team. I don't that... feel bad. You feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> well, part of me feels bad just because, <laughs> you know, as Knicks fans, we've been down there before. You know, yeah. we're, we're doing a lot better now, thank, thank God. And... <laughs> But the Nets right now, I just, in the sense that Kyrie just kind of screwed them over, you know, they went from a promising young team under Kenny Atchison to just restarting completely from nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, because, you know, like you said, they got these good players, but let's be real, the Nets are not trying to win now. They got all these picks now. They want to be in the lottery. They don't want to be in the middle of the pack. And, you know, I, I... You say that, but then they don't own any of their first-round picks. Houston, that trade that they traded with James Harden, they traded them a boatload of first-round picks. So Houston owns all of their first-round picks coming up. So it's like the Nets own Phoenixes, but then Houston owns their own. So, you know, the Nets are – they probably don't want to tank, but, you know, that's the only bad thing about that. But anyway, yeah. Brooklyn is now in the fifth seed. Knicks are in the seventh seed. Knicks are three games behind Brooklyn. Do you, I mean, I see them making up three games. I mean, I guess we have a game against Brooklyn coming up here. Knicks have lost eight in a row to Brooklyn, Chris. And uh, <laughs> I think it's about time we beat the the Nets, right? I mean, traded away KD, traded away Kyrie. I mean, it's time we beat the Brooklyn Nets. But, yeah, does this solidify the New York Knicks as a top six team in the East, Chris? Does this get them in the top six bracket? I think so. I mean... Brooklyn's clearly going to slide down. The Knicks, they got better. Whether um, some fans like yeah. it or not, you know, the, the, the inclusion of Josh Hart now, I only see good things happening. I mean, can it go bad? I guess. But this player, I think he just fits so well with the Knicks that, and, and not too much was touched, you know. There wasn't another big move. I know it was rumored Zach Levine possibly last minute was going to get traded to the Knicks, but that didn't happen. And this team just has has it going. Yes, yes. I, I was not happy with those reports. So when that if you're listening three, on podcast, I'm putting oof. my two hands together like pray, pray your hands, pray your hands. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So I think they're definitely, you know, gonna move up in the standings. Um, and and again, you heard it from guys like Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson, who are like notoriously for killing the Knicks. Yep. They were like they love this signing by the Knicks. It's not sexy. 
You know, it's not KD to the Suns, but uh, yeah, it's going to have positive impacts for us. That's for sure. Yeah, it definitely will. And I do see them making up some ground here. I do see them flipping that. I don't see the Nets falling down that much further because I do think they're a good team, um, especially with the emergence of uh, what's his name? Cam, uh, Cam Thomas, who's dropped like three straight games of 40 plus he points. Said, Kyrie who? Yeah, he's looking like Jordan <laughs> all of a sudden over there in Brooklyn, but he didn't. One thing you have to um, point out, he didn't improve. The Cavs didn't improve, and the Knicks, and the Knicks have beat the Cavs twice this season. I've said it, and I've said it before, and I've said it again. If the Knicks play the Cavs in like a playoff series, I think we match up well with Cleveland. Like I don't, as crazy as it is to <laughs> to say, like I really do think we we would match up well to Cleveland. Um, yeah, and then you have the Raptors were actually buyers. They bought Jacopoto from uh, the San Antonio Spurs. We thought they were gonna blow it up. And that's one team, Chris, I do not want to see in a playing tournament or in a playoff situation. I do not want to see the Toronto Raptors at all. We do not match up well with them whatsoever. So, you know, Raptors improved. Bulls didn't do anything. Hawks, I believe, got Sadiq Bay, right? Hawks got yeah. Sadiq Bay. Yes. So they improved a little bit. Um, so, yeah, very. And then the Bucks, they had they got um Jay Crowder from the Nets. Huge pickup for like that's a huge pickup for them. That reminds me of the PJ Tucker deal they had, where you know, next thing you know, they're winning the chip. Yeah, uh, that was a huge pickup. And can we talk about all these second round picks that have gotten thrown around here during (laughs) this trade? New first round pick. Let's attach uh, four or five second round picks (laughs) for. Hell, I think Kevin Knox got traded for four second round picks or something. I know. He's a Portland Jeez. Trailblazer, Kevin Knox. <laughs> <laughs> he got bounced around to the Warriors, went to the Trailblazers. And, yeah, I mean, these second-round picks are being thrown around like they're nothing. And, you know, give, I don't want to – like, Jay Crowder got traded for six second-round picks. Like, that's insane. That's crazy. Crazy talk. And then there was a bunch of trades where second-round picks were being thrown around. Um, I'm sure the Knicks have a ball load on them, but – yeah, man. So, you know, the East is East is open, Chris. I mean, you have the two juggernauts. If you want to Philly, if you want to put them in a juggernaut conversation, okay. Three juggernauts. And then after that, you don't know. Yeah, it's open. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, Philly's kind of like just shy of that juggernaut status. But yeah, they, they flip Especially with year. trading Thibault, you know. Um, True. <laughs> I think... I think the Knicks are going to be, you know, in a position where they can move up. That's for sure. I'm not sold on the Nets. I don't think – I know I know you're saying that you don't think that they'll yeah. do much. But, you know, that's a lot of new players coming together there to uh, – Yeah, they'll move gel. down. So, I think they'll move down a bit. And who knows? Maybe uh, they just start tanking altogether. But <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, it is. Um, Nets – have lost two in a row. They're five and five in the last ten. Knicks coming off a great win in Orlando. They're five and five in their last ten. They're thirty and twenty six. They play um, the Philadelphia 76ers here coming up. Um, we're recording this on Thursday, February 9th, NBA trading deadline day. Once again, um, Knicks get a good piece. Josh Hart, man. Um, they've been missing a bench piece. They've been missing a three and D guy. They got a three and D guy. 
I've been preaching for it. And, you know, um, we've been talking about the positives. So let's talk about the negatives now, Chris. What are we seeing in Twitterverse? What are people saying about this trade that, you know, might be negative? What I'm seeing is, you know, you traded a first round pick for Cam Reddish. You gave up Kevin Knox. And then you pretty much do the same thing here with Josh Hart. You traded a protected first round pick for Josh Hart. And you pretty much get a rental on Josh Hart. Do the Knicks have intel? We don't know. But, I mean, what is what are your thoughts about, you know, the negatives in this deal, um, if there are any? Um, I guess when you look at it from the, the, the standpoint that you gave up a first for Cam, you know, and you kind of add that onto it, it does kind of bring it down a bit, you know. Yeah. To, to be honest, it does. Because, you know, you're talking about a player the Knicks acquired, talented guy, just hasn't, you know, reached his potential. And he didn't play a damn minute in New York. Same same with Atlanta and New York now. So, you know, it's it was a swing and miss. It, it was a time where you could tell the front office was not in sync with, with Tibbs. And not a Tibbs player. <laughs> with Josh Hart, though, on the other hand, I mean, acquiring him, he's definitely a Tibbs type player. I think I think it's mostly positive, you know. Yeah. If you if you take away the mismanagement, I guess you can say, of the picks before giving camp, getting camp for a first, and then now giving up a first, a protected first to get uh, Josh Hart. I mean, I think it's a good deal overall. Um, I did hear Josh Hart's contract is a little bit weird in that. He has a player option, but if he takes the player option, it becomes um, non-guaranteed. So kind of weird contract there that they gave him in Portland. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think it benefits the Knicks overall, but. So you don't you know, see him taking that player option then? I mean, I don't see him taking it in a sense, but who knows? I mean, I don't think he's going to command too much money. And the fact that he's together with Jalen Brunson now again, maybe that uh, you know gives us an advantage. And I, you, I think he's definitely here to stay, though, for the Knicks. Yeah, and you saw Brunson's reaction. Um, he was oh, pretty yeah. ecstatic about this trade. But, yeah, um, back to the negatives. Yeah, they traded a protected verse for Cam. He didn't work out here. He didn't work out in Atlanta. Um, whether or not you want to blame the Knicks, whether or not you want to blame the Hawks, but, you know, Sometimes it falls on the player too. You know, you don't know what we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, I don't want to speculate anything, but when Cam played, he was he was all right for the Knicks, man. Obviously, we know the opening night game versus Memphis. That game would always will always resonate with me, where he hit that game tying corner three and had a soul going crazy. Like, wow, Cam Reddish has arrived, man. You start Cam Reddish with R.J. Barrett, like that's a that's a dope little starting lineup right there. That's that's. 6'8", six, 6'8", six, shooting guard, and a 6'7", small forward. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty neat. But then, yeah. you know, obviously it just didn't work out. Um, So, you know, you take a chance with a first-round pick on camp. But I don't think the Knicks make this deal unless they have some type of intel that Josh Hart is going to, you know, command a certain amount of money and whether or not he wants to resign here. Um, I honestly think now that he's in New York, he's in a comfor comf comfortable environment. Jalen Brunson, CEA client. Um, I think the Knicks are going to take care of him in terms of like uh, an extension. That's going to be interesting because if you sign him to a certain you know amount of money, you know, 
maybe like let's say playoffs come around and you know Grimes has been struggling and then Josh Hart has been playing really well you insert Josh Hart in the lineup then this summer you have a bunch of teams knocking on his door like look we want this guy we want this guy he's bounced around the league quite a bit so not saying that he won't leave again but I just think that at the end of the day Chris I think that the New York Knicks know that you know they know what they have a price in mind maybe you give them like a three three-year deal two-year plus like a player option uh sort of like a two plus one deal um but he's a player every contending team wants on their team Chris yeah yeah 100%. and I think you nailed it I mean you know the negatives are definitely you know, the draft capital lost during this whole, you know, debacle with Cam. And it's a shame because, like you said, Cam, that opening night game, the other games where he showed us flashes that, this hey, this guy can score the Euro steps from Cam that I'll miss, you know. Oh, yeah. I was yep. one of the biggest supporters, you know. I wanted it to work out um, for, for whatever reason, and we'll never find out most likely, you know what it was between Tibbs and Cam or whether it was Tibbs and Cam. Maybe he wasn't practicing well. We'll yeah. never know. But without a doubt, I think the Knicks must have some kind of intel. I mean, him being close friends with Jalen, Jalen probably, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they had some kind of communication. Hey, we're going to try to, you know, kick the tire, see if we can acquire you, you know. Yeah. Front office wants to know, would you like to stay long term or not? Who knows? Maybe something like that happened, you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I did not do think something like that happened. But um, in terms of the Portland side, Portland acquired Cam Reddish. They traded. I'm not sure why they did this deal, honestly. Um, you know, they traded away a good player, Josh Hart. Maybe they don't. They didn't replan. They didn't plan, excuse me, on signing Josh Hart. So maybe they were just like, hey, we'll acquire a first round pick. Elite upcoming draft class, Chris. So maybe that's, you know, part of the thinking. Maybe they want to get Dame some help. Gives them an extra first round asset to toy with. That's what that's what was my that what was my thinking in terms of, you know, Portland side as to why they made this trade. I can't really say. I mean, I really don't know where Cam actually fits in Portland, <laughs> um, considering, you know, they're you know, they have Dame Lillard, Lillard over there. And they obviously they want to compete. Um, does does I mean, let me ask you this. Does Cam Reddish get more minutes in Portland? That's the thing, man. You have you have. Obviously, you have Simons, Lillard, and you know, I, I think they 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 give it, they try it out, right? They give him an opportunity. Maybe they give him like fifteen to twenty minutes a game. You have the Portland Trailblazers players talking highly about Cam Reddish, so you know, maybe they try it out. But I, I hope Cam Reddish goes to Portland and balls out. I really do. Yeah. Just thinks yeah. that his time in New York, you know, came to an end like this. But um, hey, it is what it is. That's the NBA for you. And um, yeah. Um, so trading deadline is over, Chris. So um, I guess we could talk about the buyout market. Um, it seems like a lot of teams here are waiving some players. And one name that I saw is Terrence Ross, um, guard from Orlando Magic. But, um, you know, you, you pulled up some names here that, you know, you, you, you've seen on Twitter. So what are, what are some of the buyout candidates? Knicks have two open roster spots. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, I see, you know, names like Patrick Beverly, um, Kevin Love is speculated, Serge Ibaka. The one that kind of stood out to me uh, is Danny Green, who is uh, just, you know, he just came back from an injury. (laughs) But um, interesting name there for the Knicks. I think he would fit pretty well. You know, a veteran guy, defends well, and as we all know, he's a knockdown three-point shooter. 
again something from the area mix. yep he's from long island what do you think about that i think that'd be a great get yeah from the, in the buyout market i mean if you bring him in he's i mean i don't think he would play but i just think that his veteran presence around the team you know you know say the Knicks get in into like a second round playoff series and you know you need some of that leadership obviously they kept Derrick Rose which is why I thought they were going to keep Derrick Rose because you you need leadership in the locker room you need guys who've been there before done that to mentor the young guys so bringing in Danny Green here I would accept it um another name that just popped up is Will Barton you know yes it seems like these guys are good (laughs) and it's like why are teams buying them out like Will Barton is pretty good that's, seem- that was, that's a that's a good question. I mean, that's um a name you wouldn't think. Um, I'm seeing also Seth Curry. I mean, again, yeah, point shooter, knockdown three point shooter, not a great defender, but again, Seth Curry, he can he can play. Oh, if Seth Curry's bought out. Uh, sign me up yeah. for ten times ten times out of ten for him. But uh, yeah, it seems like the the days of like you know the bench guys, like the bench guys that contribute, are like I don't want to say coming to an end, but Terrence Ross, Will Barton, Bones Highland on Denver just got traded to the yeah, that's, that to the, to the Clippers. Did he go to? I'm like Bones Highland is good. Like why are these? Why is Denver trading one of your best players coming in off the bench? Like yeah, young up and coming. You mean a good scorer? Yeah, untapped potential. They're showing you the flashes, everything you'd want to see from a young guy, and then just. For what? A couple of seconds, right? That's equivalent <laughs> to the Knicks trading Manuel Quickly right now. It is. Yeah. Um, although uh, Manuel Quickly is better, but I'm just saying, like, guys like that will provide you scoring off the bench. But, hey, um, so, yeah, buyout market is here. So, it's going to be interesting. These guys are probably going to go to contenders, Chris. But, you know, maybe some of these guys look at the Knicks and like, hey, man, I like what they're building over there. Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson, you know, now that KD's out, um past the all-star break we'll see if Brunson replaces like an injured all-star i hope fingers crossed i think he should be in the in, in the high 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 probability of yeah that. i mean what more can this guy do yeah and then we have jericho sims news came out that he's going to be in the dunk contest so we're going to be seeing jericho sims in the dunk contest which should be pretty cool quinta grimes is in the rising stars game it's been a good week chris to be a nick fan it really has <laughs> Julius Randle, all-star. Now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Randle, all-star. It's been a good week, man. Knicks, good win against the um, 76ers at home. Great win in Orlando. I don't care what you say. Orlando was playing well. Uh, you can look at their Orlando Magic record, and you can just say, oh, it's the Orlando Magic, blah, blah, blah. But, hey, <laughs> you play who's on your schedule, man. That was a good win, Chris. Hey, Orlando, I think, was on a uh... – they had a record of 17 and 12 in the past few games yep. they played. So you're talking about an up and coming team there in, in Orlando. That's, you know, they could, they could make some noise there. They're definitely growing there. So not a, not an easy win. So I asked a question um, that we're <laughs> recording this podcast on Twitter. And we have a question from at cold W U N Z. He asked who gets booted from the rotation, assuming Thib sticks with nine men with heart coming in um we talked about this chris and to me and to probably everybody we know that it's going to be deuce mcbride that gets booted um mcbride usually comes in for like five ten minutes if he's playing really well he'll maybe get above the 10 minute mark so you know josh hart coming from portland playing over 30 minutes a game i do not see him playing 
that much in New York. But hey, we've seen crazier things happen. Maybe he maybe he comes right in and tomorrow he starts. <laughs> you don't know. It's, it's very, very well possible <laughs> to to be honest with you. And and it sucks for uh, Deuce because like we mentioned before, he's showing that growth that you want to see. He's being more aggressive on the offensive side. You know, he's knocking down the shots now. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of more growth to go for Deuce, but I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, I think Tibbs loves this guy, and uh, they're going to continue to develop him. Yeah. So, unfortunately, it's Deuce McBride. Like I said, Deuce McBride's tenure as a Nick is not over. He'll still be used um, during certain situations during the game. So, yeah. Chris, last hour of the trading deadline, there was a rumor that came out out of Chicago that had uh, Knicks fans on the edge, had me on the edge a little bit. <laughs> The rumor was Zach Levine and the Knicks, well, the Knicks and the Bulls were interested in making a trade. And, you know, Zach Levine was the name who obviously popped up. And Knicks Twitter went crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you, everybody was going crazy. Um, my first reaction was for who? Number one. And then some, you know, trade came about from some other account. He was like Evan Fournier, Derek Rose, Obi Toppin. Quentin Grimes at three first round picks for Zach Levine. And I was like, no, thank you. Took a look at Zach Levine's contract. Chris, get this, man. I know you've seen it before, but let me refresh your memory if you haven't, if you haven't already <laughs> known. This year, Zach Levine gets paid $37 million. Zach Levine is a good player, right? Good player. Yeah. I, mean, I don't <laughs> personally don't think $37 million, good player. I mean, Oh, it gets better. Don't get me wrong. I know he earned that back in the day, <laughs> but not quite the same player, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's coming off knee injury, so we get it. Last year, he was playing good. He's a good player. I'm not throwing shade at Zach Levine. He's a good player. The Knicks got him. They'll be a better team. Um, but not with this contract, buddy. <laughs> Next year, 2023-2024, $40 million. 24 25 $43 million. 25 26 45 million dollars then in 26 and 27 he has a player option chris for 48 million dollars wow that is it five years four years from now not for nothing i didn't know the contract was that bad <laughs> really you didn't i mean i knew it was going up in the 40s but basically hitting 50 at 48 million dollars yeah. in 26 27 wow. and again you're talking about a player who you know, his game is, yes, he, he, he got the three-point shot going now, but his game is the explosiveness. It's it's the speed. And I hate to say it, but it reminds you of, of Derrick Rose, you know, when uh, once he had his injury, he was quite never the same again and had to basically reinvent his game. And that's a hell of a risk to take for uh, Zach Levine. And, not, and I'm not saying I want him to get injured or anything like that, but it has to be in the back of your mind. And certainly it was on the back of my mind when I started hearing the rumors, but not for nothing. I was going through a wild range of emotions Yeah, because it was like, all right, let me just think about it. Where would he fit? Like I was hearing rumors that it was going to be something like RJ Barrett picks Grimes, Obi yeah. for Zach Levine. And I was like, maybe I could live with RJ going for Zach Levine. You know, maybe Zach Levine will hit some of those threes that... Don't trigger next fans, Chris. Don't trigger them. <laughs> but, yeah. 
<laughs> but at, at the end of it, I was just like, he's just not a fit, man. Too many times I've seen Zach Levine shoot the balls out of games that they're literally like they're destroying the other team, and he'll take a half court shot and he'll take two or three of them, miss them badly, and then you know, next thing you know, it's a game and they lose it. Well, it's not just not what we need. Yeah, obviously. Grimes would be going back to Chicago if this trade happened, and then you would slide Levine to the two, and then obviously you acquired Hart. So then you would have Brunson, Levine, Barrett, Randall, Robinson. Okay, team, but not a contender in the East. And then that contract is no bueno. So, yeah, man, we've talked about pretty much the NBA trading deadline. Knicks acquired Josh Hart. We like the fit. We like um, him coming off the bench for now, maybe during you know a playoff run. He starts maybe, you know, he's also insurance plans for Quentin Grimes because um, Grimes has an injury history. Don't forget about that. He's been healthy recently, but Grimes has an injury history. So God forbid something happens, you can just plug in um, Josh Hart and he'll, he'll do it. He'll do everything, man. And you just plug him in and he's like a plug and play. Um, you won't lose a beat. And yeah, so Hart to the Knicks. This trading deadline was crazy. It's going to be interesting what the New York Knicks or, or how the New York Knicks make up this ground here. Obviously, you have Brooklyn. Now they're in tank mode. Miami Heat didn't really do anything. So, And the Knicks play the Miami Heat three more times, Chris. And these next three games are very important. Knicks beat them in the Garden um, last week. So these games versus the Heat are, are important, very important. And playoffs are around the corner, Chris. It's February 9th. Before you know it, we have another, what, month and a half of basketball. And then we're talking about, you know, playoff matchups, which should be pretty fun. Um, that should be pretty fun, man. I'm here for it. Yeah. Can't wait can't wait like bar scott can't wait can't wait <laughs> but yeah man we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up appreciate y'all for joining in if you're on youtube hit that subscribe button hit that like button apple spotify subscribe to the podcast we are sponsored by nobody hopefully we get a sponsor <laughs> coming here soon but um i'm anthony that is chris appreciate you guys always a good time talking nicks um and we'll be back possibly in a week so yeah, man. It's always let's go Knicks, Chris. And any final words? Let's go Knicks. That's all <laughs> I, I, I can't wait for the next game. Let's see how it looks like with Josh Hart. Yes. I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited. Yes, I'm very excited as well. We shall see. But all right, everybody. Have a good night. Peace. Peace.